Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Today, we are talking all about networking, collaborations, and how you can use that as a way to grow your business, lead generation. And I love this topic. I think a lot of you listening are going to really get some good info today. And my guest today is Lynn Neville, who is, I call her the collaborative queen or collaboration queen. And she does so many amazing things with her business. And I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for joining me. Sure. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell anyone listening who is maybe not familiar with you, maybe a little bit more about your story and kind of what you do and and focus on and like who you help now. Yeah. Okay. So my bio, (laughs) I'm a business strategist and I specialize in lead generation and networking and online events. And I'm also the founder of BizBestDHQ, which is a collaboration membership and the Six Figure Biz Content Club. And what I do is I help businesses to grow their audience and get more leads with really simple tools and strategies that actually get results all with the goal of no overwhelm. So I like to say you get to say goodbye to the struggle bus and say hello to a list full of loyal followers who want to buy your products and work with you. And the reason that overwhelm, avoiding overwhelm is so big for me is because as an introvert myself, lots of things overwhelm me. Being on this podcast (laughs) is going to be be draining me of energy, but it's something that I want to do. So there's things inside of our business that we have to do as business owners, but as introverts, it can be challenging and different. And so that's why everything that I do, it's with the ultimate goal of get those results, but do it without overwhelm. I love that. Yeah. I think it's as an introvert, anytime I hear the word like networking or collaboration, I'm like, Oh, lots of energy. (laughs) Yeah. It, I mean, it depends. So, you know, if you go into a large networking room in person or virtual, that can be really draining. And so one thing that introverts can do is really get clear on what are the kind of people, what's their goal walking into that? Like, what do they come out, want to come out of it? Who exactly, maybe pick that one person that you want to connect with, find that one person and make that person your your focus, as opposed to trying to do the speed dating thing where you're trying to meet as many people as possible and you're speaking like with a million people, that is so draining. But if you have that kind of one-on-one conversation with someone you might be hogging their time during that networking call, but it's an easier way to approach it. And then as you become more used to it, it'll be easier for you to meet with more than one person at a networking event. That helps. I love that. Yeah, I know. I, I love when I do any kind of event and they're like, okay, now we're going to do breakout rooms. I'm like, yay, like five people. I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. And I know um, a couple of the things that you kind of talk a little bit about our bundles. I want to definitely talk Mm -hmm. about bundles because I I love bundles as a contributor. I've hosted, I've hosted one bundle myself and I buy all the bundles because I'm multi-passionate and I love learning. And I don't think I've 
come across a bundle that I haven't purchased yet because I just love all the things. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about how, you know, creating something that you can contribute to a bundle is is a really great opportunity for lead generation. Yeah. So I am addicted to bundles too. I love <laughs> buying other people's bundles as well because um, you get such good deals on on different tools and resources and you get exposed to different people's expertise and you get a little taste of what it's like to work with that person before you actually go and buy a bigger product. And so I love bundles for that reason. And for me as an introvert, I like hosting bundles as opposed to summits. I love summits, don't get me wrong, but hosting a summit to me is a little bit more draining than hosting a bundle because with the managing all the talks and meeting face-to-face with people and organizing all the presentations and stuff, it can be draining. But with a bundle, you get kind of similar results. In fact, for me, I actually get better results when I run bundles than when I run a summit because you're able to get more people involved, more contributors, more experts involved in a bundle. They're a little bit easier to organize because you're not relying on timing with presentations and whatnot, but you get the results of getting new leads for yourself as the host. You get all the leads, everyone that signs up for the bundle, you get all of those leads. Though I really encourage people to host bundles on their uh, for themselves if they can. But you also get, as a contributor to a bundle, you grow your list exponentially as well. And then it feels amazing when you're offering a gift, you're participating in a bundle, you're hosting a bundle, and all of these people get to take advantage of all the different gifts, all the different contributions that are in there. And what a bundle is, ultimately, it's just a collaboration on steroids. So a collaboration is basically when two people, two or more people decide to come together and collaborate on something, whether it's doing a joint webinar together or doing an email exchange or doing something as big as a bundle. You can even co-host a bundle with someone. And for me, what I the, the number one thing that I love about bundles, not just, you know, lead generation is great, getting more people on your list is great, but it's meeting other people, other like-minded people who have that same similar goal as me, that they want to support other people. They want to help other people do all sorts of amazing things inside of their business. And so what I like to do inside my bundles is get everybody together and network and do exactly what you said, those those networking rooms where they break off into five people, um, breakout rooms and get to know one another because you're not just going in there to get leads in my mind. You're going in there to build relationships and meet other people and make friendships, build friendships, long-term friendships with people who you can continue to work with, that you can send referrals to, that they can send referrals to you and so that you're not so lonely in your business, which as an introvert, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's nice to work on your own, right? It's a lot easier, but at the same time, we all need people to be able to grow in our businesses and grow personally too. Mm -hmm. I love what you said about like, it's, it's more about connections with other collaborators. Cause I've like, that's something I didn't think about when I first started participating in bundles. Cause I think I participated in probably five to 10 before I decided to do my own. And it was amazing to me how things that you wouldn't think would come out of like, just, Oh, I'm contributing to a bundle. Like there's so many other things that can come from it. Like I have a couple people that I connected with through a bundle and because I got the bundle and I got access to their product in the bundle, I got more familiar with like their business philosophy and like how they teach things. So then there's somebody that I want to now refer people to. And 
yeah, it's just, you never know how things are going to snowball from these types of collaborations. Yeah, absolutely. And I've reached out to other people that I don't personally know that I discovered through a bundle or through a summit. I've reached out to them. Um, I've gotten over my fear of doing that, (laughs) but it's amazing how you, you reach out to someone else and you discover that they're as interested in meeting other people as well. So one of the questions I get all the time is like, how do you actually approach someone? You have to get into the mindset and think that person probably wants to meet other people to help them grow their business, but also to help them feel more, get more fulfillment in their business because they started alone. Everybody starts on their own. And so once you discover how rewarding it is to meet other people like you and actually work with another person, or even just be able to have this best seat at DM or message like, oh my God, I'm having a crappy day. Can you please talk me off the ledge kind of thing? It just, it's such a game changer. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I, I always use the phrase, like I always have to tell myself, cause I still struggle to send those kind of emails or messages initially. So I'm always have to remind myself, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Somebody doesn't reply or they say they're not interested. That's fine. So yeah, don't, don't hold back. It's it, but it is, yeah, like it gets easier with time for sure. It's it one of those things. And you're right. You're right. Like you, you know, you never, what is it? The, the, what's it called? The hockey guys phrase that you never win the shots, whatever. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you miss all the shots that you don't take. Is that it? <laughs> or something? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so like you said, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They don't respond or they say not right now, but if they, if you don't ask, they may never say mm-hmm. yes. So just do it. Just go for it. F it. That's my my um my thinking. Just F it. I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. the word. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally just do it. <laughs> yes. When it comes, like what are some of the other ways that somebody can like find collaboration partners besides bundles that you've seen that have worked or that you've done yourself? Yeah. So I've learned how to reach out to people and develop relationships with them in terms of, okay, this isn't like what people used to call JV partnerships. I don't like using the word JV partnerships because it seems so um, cold and just male dominated language. Yeah. And so I like to think of them as connections and friendships and partnerships. And so if you can find like if you can find someone who thinks like you and uh, you just click, you get on a, a call with them, you do a coffee chat and you, you just absolutely click, see if you can continue that relationship. You know, you get off that coffee chat chat and before you get off the coffee chat, makes introduce some uh, way to, to make the next step, a follow-up with them. So maybe, you know, you talk about something that you both love inside of your businesses. Maybe you set up a time for a follow-up call where you can talk a little bit more about that. And so what I've done is take all the systems, all the knowledge that I've I've garnered through the years of from connecting and collaboration and reaching out to people. And I've created a, a, a community, a membership community called BizBestie HQ to teach people how to become savvy collaborators, how to reach out to people in a heart-centered way. And then what happens is you end up growing your business through a heart-centered way, through partnerships and through relationships and not through that sleazy, salesy sales pitch all the time. Yeah, that's that's so I think it's so important too because I've seen some people who have maybe collaborated too early and then there was a falling out because they didn't have that connection in place first to make sure that you know they did mesh well, their values were aligned and that it was heart-centered and heart-led. So, yeah, 
That's so important. Yeah. And, and you don't know what you don't know. You know, so you, you're all excited. You've met someone who you think you really click with and you're all excited. You decide to do something together, but you don't realize what are all the things that you need to think, think, think about when you're doing collaboration. So does there need to be some kind of legal agreement? Does um, you need to talk about what are the roles and responsibilities? Who's taking care of what? So if you and I were to run a joint bundle, we would really have to work out the details of who's doing what, because mm-hmm. one-sided collaborations happen all the time where if Tara, you decided to do, you know, you wanted this to really work out. And I decide I'm going to just let you do all the work. Like, mm-hmm. That's not fair, right? That's not a good collaboration. It's not a good partnership. It's not a good friendship. And so there are things that you have to keep in mind when you're collaborating with people so that it's a mutually beneficial kind of relationship. Yeah, that's a good point. Having that clarity in place about, you know, who's going to be doing what, because You go into it, I feel like sometimes you're just like, oh, we're going to do this fun thing and it's going to be so much fun. But yeah, you have to think about all the pieces, just just like any kind of like, I don't want to say client relationship because it's totally different, but there has to be some kind of a list and agreement in place for sure. Some kind of, you know, set expectations so that you're both on the same page and you're not assuming that someone's going to do something or something is going to, someone's going to think the same way as you. So you just need to be clear, just like with any, you start dating, it's the same kind of thing. You want to make sure you're all on the same page. So one thing we didn't touch upon that I think the list, your listeners would be probably interested in learning is why do you even do collaborations? Like what's the point? The friendships for one, but also the growth that you can see in your business, whether you're working with clients or whether you're working with uh, individual customers or you're working with companies, nonprofits, that kind of thing, partnering with people and collaborations, what it does is it exponentially, it gives you exponential results. So the example I like to give is with uh, Dua Lipa and uh, Elton John. So there's a huge age disparity there, different kind of music. But when they did that collaboration together, the, what was that song called? I'm spacing on it right now. Uh, Cold Heart. When they did that collaboration together, Dua Lipa's fans were exposed to Elton John. And Elton John's fans were exposed to Dua Lipa. Both of them have huge followings, but they didn't have any crossover. So when they did that uh, event together, what they did was they shared each other's audiences. And so they each grew their audiences by sharing each other's audience. So it's kind of like if you and I were to email our list about one of our products. So say, Tara, you have something that you want me to share with my audience, and I think it'd be excellent for them. When I share it with them, they're automatically recognizing this is someone that Lynn recommends. She wouldn't be sharing this with me if it wasn't for, like if she didn't really believe Mm -hmm. in what Tara's doing. And so it gives automatic authority to you. And it also says, hey, Lynn really wants me to check this person out. I think I'm going to do this. So it it cuts down on that no like, and trust. So you get exponential results. If you were to just kind of put that out there in social media and put that out there in your email list or your Facebook group, you might not get the same kind of results as if you were to send it to me and I was to send it to my list. These are people that are already warm and I've warmed them up further for you by saying, you really need to check out what she's got. So kind of going back to, the Dua Lipa and Elton John example, if you think about Taylor Swift, queen of collaboration in the music industry, she has helped so many musicians rise up there because she's got a massive following. 
And so when someone collaborates with her, when someone decides to sing a song with her, she's like, they're sharing her audience. They're making out big time. So if you can find that Taylor Swift in your, in your life, in your business, then go for it. But then if you think in the business world, look at Amy Porterfield. When she does a promotion, her annual promotion, a book launch or whatever, a course launch, she lists partners. They're actually affiliate partners. She enlists partners to talk about, to share her product or course with their audiences. And so she's able to reach people so, the the amount of people that she can reach is so much bigger than if she were to Mm -hmm. just launch it to her own list. So I hope that made that clear. But yeah, you could end up with a, you know, a $30,000 launch if you were to launch it to your list. But if you have all these other people sharing your course launch, then you could end up with a $3 million. She's at, she's in that million dollar range. <laughs> so that's the benefit of being able to collaborate. It speeds up audience growth, list generation, the no like, and trust, the authority, all of that stuff. Yeah. I, I love, I love what you said about the, um, the example, because I, I think sometimes people are like, you know, I want to collaborate. And I I think that you have to go into it. Like, yes, the person you're collaborating has a big audience. Maybe you have a big audience, but like in the example, like not all of Elton John's fans are going to cross over, but there is going to be that portion that are going, once they're introduced to somebody else, they're going to make that transition and cross over and be like, oh yeah, I really like this. Um, So I think that's something to think about too, when you're going into this is that I've heard in some Facebook groups a few times where people have maybe said like, oh, I don't, I don't know if a bundle is worth it because I feel like people sign up and then they unsubscribe right away. And I'm like, yeah, but if you get 500 people and 50 of them unsubscribe, that's still 450 new leads. And it's up to you at that point to warm them up, to nurture them, to follow up with whatever it was that was included in the bundle and build that relationship. You can't just think, okay, somebody opted in. Now there's going to be a sale immediately. You know, you, you have to have other things in place too. Absolutely. And it, you know, it's okay with 50 people drop out. They're probably not your audience. They're probably not the people who you would be able to, to serve. Uh, so it's okay. It's still, like you said, it's still 450 more other leads. Which if you were to run Facebook ads for 450 leads, that would cost quite a big chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And it's a shorter time frame. You know, ads could take a little while. The, well, the more money you throw into ads, the quicker the results, right? But you can participate in, you can be a contributor in a bundle without having to spend a cent and still get the same kind of results. Yeah. And not like not spending a cent and you're going to get potentially affiliate commission. You're going to get all these new connections, all these, even the people that sign up for the bundle product. Like if you can lead them to something else, if there's an upsell, if there's a downsell, if there's like, you have, yeah, you have so many opportunities um, to make the most of your bundle contributions. And there's just so many ways, so many benefits that I think that's something I didn't even think about. Like I consider the podcast as a collaboration, any guest interviews like this, like, and there's been quite a few times where, you know, I've had a guest on and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing a summit next month. I would love for, I'm like, okay. Like (laughs) it's things like that. Like I didn't start a podcast with that in mind. I was like, I just want to like help introverts and get information out there that they need 
introduce them to some amazing other entrepreneurs who I think have something of value to share for them. I didn't really think of the benefits to me on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with a bundle or being mm-hmm. a participating in a summit. You don't walk in there the first time around thinking I'm going to connect with someone who's also hosting a summit and they're going to invite me, but that it happens, you know, and, and the more events that you participate in, the more people recognize you and say, Hey, I want you to be, I'd love to have you on my podcast, or I'd love to have you be a part of my bundle or part of my summit. And yeah, it's someone, it's something that you, you never really think about doing same thing with, uh, you know, even if you were doing a simple email exchange, like, so if you and I decide to share each other's products with our email list, it might be that a month or six months later, you think about me when you're talking to someone else. So you're talking to someone about who is interested in collaboration, you think of me, and then you refer, you connect the two of us together. So it's collaborations can lead to so much more in so many different ways that we don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point that it's not always right away either. These are long-term benefits to collaborations like this. So would you say that like collaborating and networking, like is that the number one method that you recommend for somebody to grow their audience? Yes, for me, because if I had known what I know now from day one, my business would have grown so much faster, so much easier and with so much more in a more rewarding way. Because if I didn't know the people, if I didn't open my eyes to making friendships in my business, if I, if I, if I had only done that sooner, if I'd only done that sooner, then I would have had people to turn to when in those lonely, dark days, when it just seems like, why the heck am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm not getting the results I'm seeing. But if I had someone at my side to be able to turn to and say, Hey, Again, talk me off that ledge or, you know, me, someone I can turn to who can tell me, Lynn, you're going off on squirrel world. You're, you need to focus on what you told me you were going to focus on. So stop, put your blinders on and stop looking at all these other things and not spending. And I did the Facebook ads thing and it was painful to pay so much money to get one lead that didn't make it turn into anything. So if you have any opportunity to just open your eyes and, and as you're interacting with people, as you're, talking to people throughout the day, thinking about how can I partner with them? How can I help them, first of all, because it's a give and take. So if you think in terms of how can I help this person, they're probably going to want to help you too. They're going to remember you down the road. So I would say the number one way, and there are multiple ways, there's so many different ways to collaborate. It could be even doing a swap, a resource swap. So Tara, if you were an expert on something and I could really use your help, maybe we would collaborate and I would do we could do a swap. I'll help you with this. You help me with that. So it's something as simple that there's so many different ways to collaborate. I think it would help everybody if they could just think about it that way from day one. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And I feel like a lot of people ask me like, well, how because I'm I do participate in a lot of summits and bundles. I feel like some months it's a lot busier than normal. And I'm always big on promoting and sharing them to my email list, of course, because that's my primary method. So I always get a lot of people like, how do you find all these events? And I'm like, well, at the start, it was mostly Facebook groups. But then I find that, you know, the more you do, the more summits you do, the more bundles you're a part of, the more you get asked. And Mm -hmm. so you don't have to go hunting. Or I know at the beginning, like, I think, for yours, when I first discovered it, I think I was like, well, I bought it first of all. And then I was like, okay, definitely staying on her email list because 
her email list is great value. I love how how many events that you share on your email list. I'm like, ooh, I never heard of that. I'm going to click on it. But then also I'm like, okay, I know that she posts bundles. So I want to stay here and like not miss out on being able to participate in the next one. Yeah. You know, the very first um, event I did, I participated in, it was a giveaway. Um, it was the first time I, I had actually signed up for other people's giveaways before and grabbed lead magnets from other people's giveaways. And I realized how they worked behind the scenes that it's a list growth method. It's a list growth form of collaboration. And so when I, the first time I participated as a contributor to someone else's giveaway, my list grew by this number. And that was amazing. It was so much effort, so much easier to get this, this bump in leads. When you have less than a thousand people on your email list, every single lead is painful mm-hmm. to, to get. And every single unsubscribe is like, oh my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is horrible. You really feel it. So being able to participate in a giveaway or a bundle or summit can help you get it over that, can help you reach that 1,000 leads. And then it just starts getting a little bit easier as you go from there. And so when you transition over to actually hosting your event, oh my God, that's just like, that's a total game changer. You get so, it just explodes it so much, so much faster. So yeah, if you, if you're first starting out, if you can get into somebody else's giveaway or host one yourself, I wouldn't, I would say, don't be shy. Just bite the bullet, do it. You'll be surprised. Yeah. And I, I've done a lot of summits. I think I've done like eight summits that I've hosted and they are a lot of work compared to the bundle. I'm like, cause with the summit, you basically have a bundle within the summit and it, it's not its own separate entity, but it feels like you're doing so much more work and yeah, bundles just feel more fun, especially I feel like for introverts, like, cause there is yeah. no base time or showing up. You just curate this amazing collection. And I, I think as as a multi-passionate, that always excites me is bringing together these amazing people and amazing resources. That's, that's, it's just so amazing. I think that's why I love bundles so much. (laughs) Yeah. You can reach so many more people that you, you can collaborate, you can work with so many Mm -hmm. more people than you can with a summit. So imagine like the booster business bundle that's coming up last year, we had over 130 contributors. And so imagine a summit where you have 130 speakers. No one's going to want to sign up for that because I'm never going to be able to watch all of those things. But if you host a bundle with 130 people and they each have a product, it's a lot easier to go ahead and sign up for that bundle and sign up for all the different offers that you're interested in. Yeah. Speaking of the Boost Your Business bundle, that is coming up on June 8th. And I think, it I don't know if it was one of the first that I ever purchased, um, but it's always so amazing. You You curate such an incredible bundle of products and yeah everyone needs to go grab that thank you yeah it's so much fun to put together and oh this one's going to be even bigger and better so (laughs) get ready for it (laughs) that's awesome I can't wait I'm always so excited to go through I feel like with bundles too signing up for them it's almost it feels like Christmas when I'm like on the sign up page after I've opted in if it's a free bundle or paid if it's a paid bundle and I'm like Ooh, what am I going to click on next? And then I have a bazillion tabs open, but then I'm, (laughs) then I'm, I'm good about it. I add everything to, um, I have every resource or course in a notion space. So I get everything added in there so that I don't lose it and I can actually make time to go through everything. 
Yeah, I have a resource tracker too. So for my my events, I provide a, a free re, a resource tracker that people can, they just take it, they look through. I know you get FOMO when there's so many good products in there inside of a bundle. I know it's not it's easy to fall under the pressure of FOMO, but if you just think about, you have to really be intentional. You have to think about, mm-hmm. okay, what's the number one thing that's going to make a difference in my business right now? And maybe that's the one that you you sign up for. Maybe there's a few other things that you're interested in go ahead and sign up for them. But in that resource tracker, you can identify, okay, this is the number one thing that I'm going to be working on. And then I'm going to schedule out, I'm going to try to attack this one other thing in six months, and then the other thing in 12 months. But you got to think about, okay, so if I'm planning this out in 12 months, probably not something that I'm going to end up using Mm -hmm. in that time. But at the same time, I've signed up for, like you said, like I signed up for a lot of different bundles. I've actually, with that resource tracker, been able to go back. So I was talking with a friend about podcasting. And so I went through my resource tracker, did a search, and I found all these kinds of resources. And I said, hey, this person does this, this person does that. Why don't you reach out to them? Or why don't you check out their, their profiles? And then there's other things like I that I want to use for myself, like trying to get into doing more automations with Airtable then I've gone into my resource tracker and looked for those things. And I've been able to go back to and offer that I've signed up for a year ago and it still made a difference in my business. So their bundles are awesome. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome idea. I know, um, I, I used to um, sign up for every single thing in every single bundle. And then I was like, I need to be a bit more intentional here because like I'm signing up for things about Kajabi when I'm never going to use Kajabi ever again, but I'm like that FOMO. What if I, what if I, does something weird happens and I, I need it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the key is to be intentional and actually set aside time for learning and implementation or yeah, it can, can be overwhelming if you try to do everything. One of the other things is if I really love someone's products and they have something I don't have inside of a bundle. Oh my God, that's such a deal. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. going to buy that bundle because buying that bundle is going to be cheaper than buying their entire product on, on, on its own. Plus you get access to all sorts of other things. So yeah, there are people mm-hmm. that I follow that once they're in a bundle, I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. I'm buying that one. Mm-hmm. Love that. So I wanted to talk a bit, little bit about your six-figure biz content club too. I think that will be a little interesting because I talk a lot about creating content and how you know content is basically the, I feel like the foundation of my business as an introvert. Like everything swirls around my content so that you know my my knowledge and my content does kind of the work for me so that I don't have to show up all the time. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the content club. Yeah. So it came out of, I used to be a health um, and fitness blogger. I used to be a CrossFit coach, fitness instructor, all that. So I was doing all the mud runs and stuff. And I hit my head, had a concussion, was out of commission for eight months. And so I moved out away from coaching people in person. And he started a blog, a health and fitness blog. And as I was doing that business, I discovered I wanted, I did what everyone tells you to do. All those, the coaches, all the gurus said, be on every single social media channel, post every single day, Twitter, post five times a day, Mm. send an email out every week, three times a week, if you can put a blog post out there every, you know, one, every, a new one every week. And I did all that stuff. And it, it was, I just felt like I was on a hamster wheel. I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted. I was frustrated with my family because 
they were taking time away from my business, but I was frustrated with that business because it was taking time away from my family. It was just all so much. So I flipped it. I decided to create content for other health and wellness professionals, uh, life coaches and whatnot. And I created pre-written content that they could use inside of their businesses. They could use it straight as it is, completely pre-written for you. Or they, when what I encouraged this was they could add their voice to it and they could add their own personal experiences, whether it's their experience or a client's experience, just enhance the content that's for them. So it's pre-written blog posts along with news, pre-written email newsletters that drive traffic to that blog post, as well as social media content, even challenges, five-day challenges inside of that social media, images picked out, everything pre-written just to make it easier for you because content may not be, that kind of content specifically may not be your wheelhouse, but it is important to have inside of your business. So it's just something that came out of, okay, I don't want anyone else being in this Mm. situation that I was in. I'm going to help other people with this, with a six-figure biz content club. I love that. Yeah. So you created the thing that you wish you had to help (laughs) avoid the burnout and overwhelm. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I love that. And, and I, you can take that content to do, you know, lives. You can take the content to come up with podcast, podcast content. Everything that we're, you know, this talk, this podcast is is content. Being in a summit, you're producing content. Mm-hmm. Doing a live, you're producing content. And so this gives you ideas. Not only are you getting a blog post, but you can take that blog post or whatever content you're sharing inside of this pre-written social media, and you can create a podcast episode about it. You can do a live about it. You can record a YouTube video about it. So there's all sorts of things that you can do with content. Repurpose as much as you can. I love that. I think that's why I love being on your email list so much is because I feel like when we talk about content, we're we're pretty similar and I, it might be the more introvert friendly version of it. But I, I mentioned this earlier on a call actually today about, you know, I see so many people talking about like creating content, content creation, and all that, all of the, those offers are all about social media content. And there are so many other ways to do it I, that are better for introverts that maybe don't want to just be on social media. Yeah. I mean, I, I love what people do with their reels and their TikToks and even their, their lives. And it's just not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I know I can. I know I can do it if I, if I really made myself do it and it gets easier. But at the same time, my comfort zone is more in the um, being a guest on a podcast or a guest on a summit. It's it's not as draining. Even putting that written content out there is more my wheelhouse and easier for me to be able to manage. It's it's like, would you be on Pinterest if that's not something where your audience lives or it's not something that lights you up? So probably no. So for me, doing TikToks is not doesn't light me up. So it doesn't yeah. make sense for me to do that. Yeah, I think that's a key thing because I hear that all the time too is like, oh, you have to push yourself and go outside your comfort zone. And I'm like, that is good advice. But I know for me, like, I don't want to be outside my comfort zone every single day while marketing my business. I, that just, that would not be fun for me. And I would get burned out trying to show up on reels and force myself to do it because it would get easier, but it would still, I feel like it would be very draining for me. So, yeah, I'm I, I think comfort zones are are good to push out of sometimes. Like even for me, like doing the podcast, that is totally outside my comfort zone, but it's gotten easier and now I actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what when we were all locked down during COVID, I stumbled upon Clubhouse and I mm-hmm. loved it. It was because 
I could hide my face. I didn't have to be present in that way. I could be present and, and talk to people, have conversations with people and um, form relationships with people that way. But I, it was, it was like being on the podcast like this, but in real time. And so I loved it. I, I actually felt like I came out of my shell and I started really trying to make more friendships that way because mm-hmm. it was more my wheelhouse. I could be there, but not be there at the same time. Does that mean that's, is that like, is that weird? <laughs> no, I, I, I fell into the clubhouse thing too, when it first came out and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I love it so much. And I was like, I was on there a lot. Were you probably, <laughs> yeah. For probably three, four-ish months. I was like, yeah. You had your AirPods on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there was, just, it was, there was yeah, there was always something happening, and I think at that time, like there was there was absolutely no option for free plays or anything, so you had to be there. Or it was again that FOMO. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and plus we, you know, we couldn't interact with people; we were locked down, mm-hmm. and so this was like, oh wow, we get to talk to real people in real time. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, without being on camera, which is always great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was, I know so many of my introverted audience are going to love this and definitely go grab the bundle. I don't know when this episode is going to go live. It'll be around. It it won't be too long and you can get it. Um, It does go live on June 8th. So definitely go grab that. And I'm not sure, is there going to be a wait list if it's there is a wait list now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we'll have that link in the show notes. And if it's not open yet, get on the wait list so that you can grab it on June 8th. And yeah, thank you so much. This is great. It was so great to connect with you too. I feel like yeah. we've kind of been in a lot of Facebook groups and collaborated on a few, together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we've never actually connected. And so, yeah, it was so great to meet you today. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me again. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.